Hello. Hey, Tez Robertson. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about something. Honestly, there's so much stuff to talk about. So why not talk about something cool that we all can enjoy? Welcome to Something Basketball, your English spoken basketball podcast straight out of Germany. I'm your host JB and today we'll bring you a veteran's wisdom that everybody can take something away from. Look around. Very rarely foreign players spend their entire career with one club. Here comes Quantes Robertson, swingman for the Fraport Skyliners. He's a lefty. He's able to defend at least three, if not four positions. He has a neck for shoes. Unfortunately, I did not include shoes into our triple threat cradle. Shoot, pass, dribble. Instead, we go with schedule playoffs durability. Robertson came into Frankfurt as the team's latest addition to, you know, prior to the start of the year 9-10 season. Just a slight reminder, bringing him, bringing him in wasn't even planned at first. Initially, the club was looking for a young German to fill up the roster. That's why Robertson was given a tryout contract at first. The rest is Bundesliga history. During his 10-year tenure with Frankfurt, Robertson was always on the, one of the top three defenders in the league, winning the Defensive Player of the Year honors in 2016. The same year, Frankfurt came out on top winning the FIBA Euro Challenge, the international predecessor to this day's FIBA Europe Cup. Fittingly, Robertson earned MVP honors along the way. At around 6'3", The Bundesliga website lists him at 1,88 m. He's not the tallest of players, but makes up for the lack of high height by showing heart with pure intensity and quiet leadership. Maybe it's just an Auburn thing that an undersized guy plays a huge role for his respective teams. But, you know, who knows. Robertson, who will turn 35 in December, has never slowed down over the years. In seven of his past 10 seasons with Frankfurt, he averaged 32-plus minutes per game during the regular season. By the way... League-wide, Robertson finished top three in that category the last three campaigns. Slowing down is not really an option for the heralded veteran who lets his actions on the floor speak for themselves. That's why I'm super happy that he took the time to join Something Basketball and let me pick his brain. Quantas Robertson for, with the Fraport Skyliners, uh, heading into year 11 uh, in, in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, we got to talk, as, as the first topic of, of this very podcast, we got to talk about the summer of 2009. Um, you know, I've been digging through the archives and did some research. Uh, yeah. But you got to let me know what's been going on in the summer of 2009 and what's been your 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 schedule at first for the summer of 2009 especially when we think of let's say around about the same time as as we speak right now in in mid-august of 2009 uh well 2009 i was a little bit overweight so <laughs> i had to uh make sure i i lost the uh some weight that i put on during the summer and uh Just tried to make sure I get back in, in shape and uh, 
make sure I help the, the, the new guys coming in with how we condition and how things are ran around the, the, <laughs> around the team around here. So, so uh, when we talk about the, the summer of 2009, I mean, 10 years back, Oh, uh, that, that was well, the summer nine. I wanted to talk about when you came straight out of college. When I, oh, yeah, when you well. first came in, and I, did, as I said, I did some research, uh, and it says that you were the latest addition to the to the team that summer. So, so well, talk. Oh well, two, two thousand. Well, yeah. Let's see, two thousand nine. I'm right. yeah. I got my years mixed up. I'm. <laughs> hey, when you're that long in the league, uh, you gotta you gotta mix things up at at some point. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, 2009, uh, I got here, I believe, a, a week before the, the season started. The, the team was was looking for uh, another another guard. And before that, I was just at home uh, working out. And I also was thinking about going back to school to play football for one more <laughs> one more year before uh, I decided before I got the call to come back over here. To, to come over here my first year because uh, I didn't really have uh, any offers anywhere. So I was thinking about going to play football, play wide receiver at, uh, for one more year at school before I uh, got the call to come over here. Yeah. So what made you change your mind by then to, you know, leave the family and friends overseas and travel all those miles across the Atlantic Ocean to you know, somewhere in Germany, uh, I mean, how, how much did you know by then about what's, you know, what, what Frankfurt is about and what the BBL is about? Well, truth be told, I did uh, know much about uh, overseas basketball, really, and uh, until I uh, heard guys talking about uh, where they played at, because growing up, uh You know, guys from the States, we always think about playing in the, the NBA. And that was... <laughs> Especially when uh, you're coming out of Auburn, you're a little undersized, yeah. a good rebounder. You know, you, you got your chances. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I was I didn't know much uh, about the German basketball, the German culture or anything like that. And uh, one of my uh, good friends I was working out with, Uh, before he came over here, he uh, he gave me a call and just told me to to make sure I'm ready and pack my bags. And when I get the call, to <laughs> make sure I'm ready to go and get my passport. And uh, that's what I did. I just kept working out and made sure I was ready and in shape. And when I got that call, I was on the the next flight over here to to Frankfurt. Nice. So so, so who's getting credit for for you being ready? What's the guy's name? Uh, it was a former player, Aubrey Reese. Aubrey Reese, I remember him. There was yeah, he, you, you guys he, played he's from and, Auburn. And, oh, yeah. okay, I see. Yeah, he's from Auburn, and uh, we had been playing pickup and working out during the summer, and he was already coming over here, and I guess uh, the coach then uh, asked him uh, if he knew some some guys or anything and I was a a name that he he mentioned to the club. Yeah. And and I've been here ever since. Nice. That that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's obviously a great story, but uh what stuck to my mind was when you when you talked about the summer of 2009 compared to the summer of 
2019 was. By then, you were trying to stay in shape, be ready for the season. Now you say you're coming over a little overweight. Is this, yeah. is this something that, <laughs> that changed over the years as, as you, you, know, you, you grew as a player and, and you became a veteran player that you knew, hey, I don't have to work all summer long to get ready for the season. That's what preseason is for. How did, how did that change your approach over the summer when it came, you know, as, as you became a vet over the years? Uh, well, I knew, uh, when over the years we have played in, uh, played a lot of games during the season with the, the European competitions. And I knew, I, I logged in a, a lot of minutes each year. So I needed to give my body some rest, uh, a few weeks off during the summer and then easily just, uh, gradually ease my way back into working back out and running and uh shoot uh getting shots up and making sure I've perfected my craft during the summer and everything and uh you know, hitting hitting the weights, trying to make sure I don't lose my my uh my weight, my muscle weight and trying to stay toned and stuff like that. Yeah. And I would do that, uh, you know, during the, the summer, not as much, and then make sure I'm somewhat game ready when I get here. And then when preseason here comes, I'll be ready. I'll be game ready by the time the first game comes for sure. Yeah. How much um... – I mean, we're we're jumping in topics because that's something I wanted to talk later uh, about. Um, but but now that you touched the subject, um, I mean, you've been logging minutes for for Frankfurt over, over the years, um, coming up uh, in, in top four in minutes uh, four out of the previous five years now. Um, how how have I mean? Has there ever been a point throughout the season where you said, hey, "Damn, I'm." I'm exhausted, or is this something you just get adjusted to? But you know, just to to play that many minutes. I mean, sometimes I get, I mean, I get kind of tired. But I mean, when your team depends on you and count on you to to be there and uh, make a big play, and that's what I'm I'm there for. I make sure I'm able to be out there on the floor to to help my team make a a big play, a big stop, or uh, make some type of big play to, to impact the game for us to 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 win a game. And I can say that that started in college my freshman year, being that uh, I was the only point guard on our team my freshman year because one of our point guards had broken ribs and couldn't play. And... <laughs> Another one of our point guards was a walk-on, and our uh, our coach didn't trust him that much. And another one of our point guards had transferred, so <laughs> that kind of that kind of left me to 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 handle the the load. And I was averaging uh, thirty about thirty-seven, thirty-eight minutes a game <laughs> as a freshman in college too. So it kind of Plus, plus the expanded shot clock, where you have to play a lot of seconds on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess that that's where I I kind of get that from, and yeah. I was able to 
still be able to do it. You you can ask everybody in Oldenburg about you know making big plays by the end of the game, um, <laughs> but but when when you say you've been logging a lot of minutes in in, in college already, um, the first two seasons with Frankfurt where you you know average around about twenty six and just twenty seven minutes a game must have felt like a holiday for you. Oh yeah yeah it, I mean, but yeah I I made sure I was always fresh too and when I when my number got called to go in the game I made sure I was able to to, to do something defensively or or offensively whenever I, I got in the game to to help our team and as the the years went on uh my defense showed every year and that's what kept me on the floor being able to stop some of the 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 other team's uh best players and being able to slow them down a little bit and that's what what kept me on the floor and that's what keeps me on the floor right um is is this something when when we look at the the landscape of the the BBL um how much is experience a a huge factor when it comes to you know being productive on the defensive end uh knowing how the refs call the game knowing certain players that have been in the league over a couple of years um as well how much does 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 that play in oh it it, it plays a a big part in into to things because you kind of uh can help the the new guys that's coming into the league on how certain uh things are called on the floor and you can also uh help the guys out with uh some some personnel on what some people do good uh on the the, the offensive end and what some people can't do and and it it helps with the your team being able to make a push in the at the the end of the season too when you have veteran guys and guys who understand uh your team system and your your team concept uh what you want to do while you're out there on the floor right um how did when, when we talk about you know making the push for the for the playoffs um how did that ch that change for you personally over the years when we look at the the first couple of years in frankfurt uh i mean the the year you came in you guys made it all the way through to the finals um made it to the semifinals the next year uh then you know didn't make the the playoff players for for the next consecutive three years but then once you know they decided to develop more young german players i mean we were talking about the joe folkmans the danilo bartles the isaac bongas conti klein and now with the the next generation coming in of, of len shorman nicholas keel etc etc pepe um how did you know the this change for you personally when it comes to being ready for for making that final push by by the end of the year when it comes to to your role on the roster you know i i think the the guys the the younger guys got more comfortable with uh with playing out there and uh and show that they can make an impact on the team and that's what we we needed from guys over the years to to come in and not play uh play scared and not afraid to make mistakes. I think that's when we we did miss those playoffs, the playoffs those time, I think guys were worried about coming out the game for making mistakes and I think guys got over that and just started playing playing their 
their style of basketball. I mean, and playing the way they know how to play. And we needed that from those guys because uh, we everybody <laughs> is a is a team effort. We need everybody who steps out on the floor to bring their air game and bring what they bring to the table every game. And I think that's what we missed uh, those years that we we missed the playoffs. And the the years we did, everybody bought into their their roles on the team, and that's how we was able to make those push at the towards the <coughs> excuse me towards the the end of the season to to make uh, a run for the playoffs and get a good seed for the playoffs. Yeah, as as you um as you've experienced, you know. Almost everything in in the league, and and especially in, in international play as well, uh, with you guys winning the the FIBA Euro Cup back in, in 2016. Um, I mean, y you've seen it all almost. Um, at what point during the season um, is is do you do you feel like yeah this could be a team that is ready to you know go into the playoffs, maybe even into the semifinals, or this could be a, a you know, tougher year for us. Is there some point during the year where, where you, you know, due to your experience, have a good sense for what might come in, in February, March, April for you guys? You know what? Uh, truth be told, I believe every year that our team going to make the playoffs, no matter who we have on the team. It's that's just that's five viewers into the big, piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's just a, a matter of of what what uh, position, what spot we gonna be in, and how tough are we gonna make it ourselves to to be in the playoff position. And that's what me coming in. I I feel like the whenever I see the, the our roster and when we get our our full team together, I I've see over the the first few games and and I think to myself that yes we can make it to the playoffs it's just I mean it's, it's going to be tough if we're undersized or you know you might have injuries here and there but even if that happens I still feel that with the guys we have we can always make the playoffs we just have to come out and and do our jobs and help each other out and you know, and it go from there and everybody buy into the, the offensive system and the defensive concepts and systems. And it makes it a lot easier for us to make that push. Yeah. Th this may be a little bit off topic, um, you know, depending on, on what we planned out to talk about. But when we talk, when, as you already touched the, the defensive concept, why in hell is it so hard for opposing teams in the BBL to, 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 I mean, offensively outplay you when you guys are always helping from baseline on the low block. I mean, you guys, you guys have been doing this for years now, and nobody has been really effectively been able to punish you for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes with, uh, like you said, the the veteran players on your team. When when you have guys back playing uh, playing together, who knows what's going on on the defensive ball? I mean, defensive side. And we know where we're supposed to be at. It makes it easier for the the new guys coming in when they see us uh, talking, helping each other out, making sure we're moving. It, it makes it easier and tougher for other teams when we're out there 
talking on the floor and being loud, being aggressive. And uh, other teams sometimes ain't able to do what they they're normally they normally do against other teams. And that's what we try to do. We always try to make it tough, and we rotate no matter if you're a, a small a guard or a wing or a center. We always make sure we rotate and we try to help each other out as much as we can. Yeah. And and be loud and rowdy on on defense. Talk to each other. But that's yeah. what it was. One of the most valuable pieces, a uh, piece of advice that once uh, Eric Detlef gave to me. Yeah. You know, he said, especially when you're playing against younger kids, hey, you got to be loud on defense. You got to you know wave your arms around and and be hasty and be scrappy and uh, just just let them know that you that you're there because they are starting to get nervous. Because you yeah, some, some they young see you guys being active on, on, on defense, and, and that you know pays off. Yeah, some 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 young guys and new guys aren't used to everybody on the floor talking and moving their hands and being on the move and moving with the ball all the time. Some some new guys and young guys aren't used to to seeing and hearing it, and it kind of confuses them and kind of throw them off track a little bit. Absolutely right. Um, before I let you go, Tess, uh, one one final question. Um, as you mentioned, you know that that you talked to Aubrey Reese back in the days, uh, and he yeah. gave you some some advice. You know, even if it's just say, stay in shape, uh, do your stuff overseas. There will be a phone call coming, hopefully. So so yeah. you you be ready when when the call comes. Um, when I mean, as you, you've you've seen so many new guys and especially rookies coming in over the years. Um, when they approach you or vice versa, you approach them, what, what's the, especially when, when the guys are coming in as newcomers into the BBL, uh, what's the most valuable piece of advice you, you gave to those guys or you, you still give to those guys that are coming in? Uh, well, our guys, I, I tell them to, uh, make sure they, they play their game first. Because that's what uh, the coaches and the team brought you in here to do, to, to play your game. And then when you, you mess up or something, then you let them tell you where you, you messed up and where to improve it. Because if you don't play your the game you played to, to get here, then it's going throw to throw your whole mindset off of now I got to – do this and I gotta do that instead of just playing your game your brand of basketball and making sure you do what you do to that uh, got you here to this team and to this point As we close this one out, shout out to Frankfurt's media manager Thomas Navrat for making this interview possible and a special thanks to Tess himself for sharing his views. Until we drop our next episode, feel free to follow us on Instagram at somethingbasketball and leave some feedback on whatever platform you've been listening to this very episode. Spoiler alert, next week we welcome David McRae, who just made the transition from ending his playing career to become a part of the Ludwigsburg coaching staff. Until then, substitution, I'm out.